Welcome back to The Vibe, guys. Today we have Tanya Papanikolov on The Vibe. Tanya is a holistic nutritionist, raw food chef, and wellness leader. In 2017, Tanya created The Well Woman, an education platform to inspire, empower, and educate holistic health, nutrition, and healing through food and lifestyle. She continues to coach clients, consult with restaurants, cafes, speaks and hosts wellness workshops, and leads international retreats. From a young age, Tanya was sure of a few things, her affinity and deep love for all things rainbow and that she was here to help people on earth. Her interest in mushrooms started in her early 20s and she continues to continued as she used mycotherapy to heal herself, clients, and through her research into how mushrooms can save people and the world. Rainbow is inspired by a reverence for nature and its healing properties and a desire to reconnect people back to this innate wisdom. Mushrooms have the incredible ability to heal and balance the body and mind, and they help heal our environment and ecosystem at the same time. I'm so excited to have Tanya on because this is a topic I love to touch on. So I'm so excited to get super deep with you on this. Tanya, I would love if you could introduce yourself. Hello. First of all, um, you pretty much nailed it, Alexa. <laughs> um, I don't know what else, what more I can say. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, my name's Tanya. I am a holistic nutritionist and the founder and CEO of Rainbow. Um, I'm a human, an earthling, a yogi. I love being in the forest and um, I love people and I love, I love this planet that we're on. And every day I'm inspired to get up and do what I'm doing, which is educating and helping get people healthier through our mushrooms. Um, and yeah, I mean, just trying to find that connection. You know, we were just talking about like living in, in the city. I'm, I'm based in Toronto right now. So it's always, I'm always trying to find those like moments of connectivity um, through nature. And I'm a Taurus, so it all like, a, all of the earth loving isn't it Taurus season elements. right now it is yeah um we're in Taurus season <laughs> it is it is May yeah May 10th we're still in it yeah <laughs> yeah um and yeah I mean that's that's a bit about me you honestly covered so much so many so many pieces of it okay cool well uh, so I actually wanted to start this all off with a documentary I watched over quarantine one that I could rewatch over and over again. <laughs> and it was called, I don't know if you watched it, but it was called A Good Trip on Netflix. And I actually did a podcast episode on it. But to refresh, it's a documentary that shares celebrities, their experiences with psychedelics. In this, we see Sarah Silverman, Travis Scott, Deepak Chopra, and so, so, so many more. I've watched this so many times and I will never forget deciding if I want to talk about this, but I was feeling so nervous of what the world would think about me talking about my tripping experiences. But then I was like, if Netflix is putting out a show like this, <laughs> I should feel free to say what I want to say. So I figured that it would be... I figured that it would be really fun to start off with that idea and notion of our own first like shrooming experiences because that was that's what this whole special was about and then when I talked about it and I'm happy to mention it again everyone already knows one of my favorite tripping experiences but I wanted to talk about that before we actually dove into rainbow. Mm -hmm. I'll cool. tell my I'll tell you can tell yours first I can tell mine totally up to you whatever you feel comfortable with. 
You go ahead. I want to hear yours. Okay. I'm so, so I have tried shrooming multiple times. My favorite time of all time was when I was in Amsterdam, and they're called truffles in Amsterdam, and it's pretty cool mm-hmm. because it reminds me of a dispensary there where you could be like. I want to feel X, Y, Z, but I don't want to feel too whatever. So it was kind of nice talking to a doctor, whatever. So we get our truffles. We have this whole plan to go to the Van Gogh Museum, whatever. We take our truffles. The truffles hit second floor in. We're like, we got to leave this place. Leave. It was just the day made no sense at all, but it was just like everything that could go wrong went wrong and I'd never been happier about it in my life (laughs) and like my friend it was like like the cab driver asked us where we were going and we just couldn't stop laughing we're like just we'll get out of the cab like everything but you know uh, I'll I'll mention on on the contrary when I was much younger and probably shouldn't have tried it I did way too much and had a complete different experience so like one Mm. was pure dark and then one was pure light and ever since that light one I've microdosed since I have never like I think that was like a very high school thing to go like to take so much that like you just go dark but um once I actually learned it was the best thing Mm -hmm. ever now that I've actually learned how to microdose I mean it's just it's changed so much of as we were saying like how we need to focus on things or we can't stay stimulated like it's been really helpful for that for those moments of needing stimulation Mm -hmm. um yeah it's so I mean set and setting is always such a big thing um and something that should definitely be emphasized like so strongly for anybody like it's funny it's funny the first time I ever heard about magic mushrooms was I must have been around like 11 or 12 and it was through my older cousin and she was telling me about she was just like going on and on about this trip of hers where (laughs) she was lying in the grass and the grass became God's hair she was just like on God's head and I was like wow I'll honestly I'll, I'll never forget it and I was like like that is my first interpretation of at that point, like, whatever these magic mushrooms are, are they drugs? Like, you know, I knew nothing about them. And I was like 10 or something, right? Um, (laughs) 10. Yeah, like, pretty, I don't know, maybe 11 or 12. Like, yeah, somewhere, somewhere in there. Um, Yeah, she was probably 15. Anyways, uh, yeah, gosh, I don't even know, like, I have, I wouldn't even be able to pinpoint one specific story to share in terms of like a like a trip because I've had so many like for me I mentioned that one because that one was the one that changed my perspective on tripping mm -hmm. if that makes any sense right yes yeah yeah, yeah. especially especially when you have a bad trip yeah um it can be really 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 scary um to a the urge to do it like kind kind of goes away for a really long time and then of course it's just like you need to feel that safety and all of the what-ifs but I think that like anybody who I think most people should should feel nervous and a little bit anxious before any psychedelic therapy or trip because um, like it's humbling it's always very very humbling and and like it's it's really important to go into it with a realistic mindset that uh, it's going to be a journey. There's going to be ups and downs and the tears and the joys and the laughter and all that stuff. Um, but 
I, yeah, I mean, I started like actually approaching psychedelics from an, an intentional perspective um, in 2016 and 17 was more kind of when I was hearing about, of course, I'd heard about ayahuasca and like ceremonies and, yeah. and that type of like, that type of healing work was, um, and, and plant medicine ceremonies were of course a thing, but um, realizing that you could do that with absolutely anything from MDMA to acid to mushrooms um, is, is, was, is a whole kind of different uh, piece that I had not experienced or experimented with because similarly like a lot of a lot of any of my earlier kind of like trippings when I was when I was young were just in in such different settings yeah um so it was really it it was yeah I mean it's such a different experience and I highly recommend like honestly like I, I think just the conversation and hearing people talk about it is so helpful and it's part of what's going to help um you know remove the stigma that we find ourselves in and of course scoops talking about it and netflix is talking about it and we talk about it amongst our, our our friends and our circles um but it's really nice to be able to share that beyond and of course like it's happening on such a bigger level now um with so many different platforms and of course like the psychedelic boom and all of these things but um yeah i think like you know, an important piece I would say to listeners is um, it's great to listen and it's great to get inspired and hear other people's stories, but ultimately um, you need to know yourself and know where you're at and what you're experiencing and going through. 100%. And then find somebody like who who can guide the experience for you, especially if you're nervous, if it's your first time. Um, and those large doses for a first time tripper are like really not recommended because, um, it's like some people say it's like, it's like getting your sea legs. Like you have to like kind of move slowly with it because it's very unknown territory. Um, you know, exploring your consciousness is, uh, it is, it's, it's incredible. And um, a beautiful journey, but it can be really wild and scary too. Um, and it brings up a lot of stuff. So yeah. All right. Well, let's get into it then. So let's get into <laughs> rainbow. I read this and I quote, I have seen food, plants, and fungi transform lives, bodies, brains, consciousness of myself and my clients. I wouldn't be on this mission to get millions of people consuming medicinal mushrooms if I didn't wholeheartedly believe in the potential to heal us and our planet. I truly, truly felt this, and I would love if you could talk about your experience and how this all began. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have, I mean, I've been on a a healing journey since I was a teenager and it yeah I mean this like really my my struggles with my own health and digestive issues and allergies are really what got me into studying and getting into the field of nutritional science um from in the in the first place and um yeah, I had a lot of digestive issues, a lot of allergies to foods, and that kind of set me on the path to just realizing that I couldn't eat a lot of the things that my sister could eat and just the people around me were eating. So um, I was really aware that food made me feel a specific way and um, and that we could utilize it like with a function in certain ways. And so that made me really curious. I've always been a science person and I really loved um, <clears throat> 
just being able to like dig in and, and get questions answered um, through a scientific lens. And so I decided to study nutrition and food and um, yeah, it was just, I, I always knew I wanted to help people. I thought maybe I'd be a doctor um, and kind of just went down that path of like going into food, food sciences, nutrition. Um, and I mean, it was just kind of like getting out of a university program and entering, like going into the real world. Um, I got a job. I realized corporate life wasn't for me. I was extremely stressed out and was basically just looking for like other ways and tools to heal. And, and I found yoga and meditation and that was huge. I mean, it was like a total, total life changer. And I've always just been somebody that's very interested in, um, the progression of like self betterment. Yeah. And, and I, I, you know, like I've been journaling and like diarying, diarying <laughs> my, my feelings since, since I was like, literally as, as soon as I could write, um, I was doing that. And so I, I always kind of oriented towards those types of things. Um, and when I found yoga, it was like, wow, this is, you know, nothing in our, nothing in our culture and like Western culture really speaks to these aspects of ourself and, um, our soul. And just like, <clears throat> it was an exciting way to get in touch with like everything I was feeling. And so, um, I just like, it was, it totally saved me. Um, it gave me such an amazing base of self-awareness that I think that every young 20 something is, is like trying to like navigate. Yeah. And I'm so grateful for that because it was, it's just, it's just been so instrumental in my coming of age and like really growing into myself and understanding what I want to do here with the limited time that I have. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I kind of like, I left my corporate job and studied holistic nutrition and was like, this is like, I had a lot of experiences along the way that were these really, really defining moments for me. Um, I went to, there's this amazing, uh, Institute in California called Esalen. I spent some time there and, um, just through really through like holotropic breathing, um, which I wasn't familiar with at the time, but it, um, it's, it, I mean, no psychedelics and still to date, it, it was the most psychedelic experience I've ever had. Um, literally getting high on your own supply through like DMT activation in the brain through breath and had no idea what we were doing. Like wasn't really, it's just, it's a center for like learning and exploring. Um, but I came out of my time there and have never felt, it was just like the most incredible aha moment of, of what I need to do and wasted no time i like i studied went back to school and was so excited it was just like that feeling of such alignment to get on the path that you know you're supposed to be on um and so yeah i started um consulting and seeing clients in 2016 and 17 and teaching and educating and private chefing and i was like doing a little bit of everything <clears throat> and um, I guess I should back up and say like along that journey too, when I, when I went back to school, I had a practitioner that put Rishi, a therapeutic dose of Rishi on my protocol. Cause I had, I mean, honestly, like in this period of the past, um, 10 to 12 years, like I've been trying so many things to feel optimal. Um, and I'm in my, my digestive system is in such a great place now, but it's been a real struggle. 
Um, and there's been so many, like, I mean, you name it, skin issues and, like, wild bodily events happen along the way. <laughs> um, and, and, uh, and so a lot, like, in that process, I started learning about mushrooms. I was introduced to them, like, to medicinal mushrooms, to chaga and rishi, the, the amazing, you know, medicinal, like, mushrooms that grow in our Canadian forests and all over the place and so I was I was brewing the teas and having them here and there and I would go into like forests and I was so in awe of like people of the fungi people that like could tell me what mushroom was what and um and just loved that connection but then it wasn't until I was back in school and my practitioner who was also my teacher she put a high dose of reishi on my protocol and it was like it was a total game changer my whole body changed my like my perception of stress changed. I got stronger. It was, there's, there's just like so many pieces that made me be like, holy shit, like that really, really worked for me. Um, and I just had such a deep, like, wow and reverence for, for what that was able to do for me. Um, and, you know, went on my way and have loved mushrooms for a very long time. I cooked with them. I would infuse them. I was making vegan cheeses for a while and would put mushrooms in them. Um, and then, and then it really kind of like dawned on me, I guess, in 2017 and early 2018, um, after a really deep, um, psychedelic solo trip that I needed to start this company. And prior to that, I had been doing a lot of research. I just like dove into mycology and fungi and got completely enamored by, all of the ways that we can work with fungi um, to really like shape our future in in so many different ways from medicine to um, spirituality and healing to um, like biofabrications and new packaging materials, new materials in general from all sorts of in in all sorts of areas and arenas um, to like cleaning up our planet to understanding what they do for our environment um, to the ways that they clean up our soil and, and et cetera, et cetera. And I just got so inspired by, um, by fungi as, as a large, um, kingdom and species. And it's just like, you know, once it starts for me, like I just, it was just like, whoa, that down, down the rabbit hole. And from that came like this unstoppable desire and knowing that, um, I needed to start this and it's like, it's kind of a, yeah, it's been such a wild ride to, to start it. And, um, yeah. So (laughs) my question for you is to all the skeptics out there, I want the Tanya vibe of how you would express how healing this could be. Maybe even you could tell a story of how someone's mind entirely opened up to this idea. I just feel like this is really important because a lot of people have these ideas of what tripping is like and that it that it seems like this like really intense experience. But people also, I think, forget that it can be like a light, really like, as you were saying, like at like conscious, like consciousness level type of um excitement and I would love if like maybe you could give us for the skeptics obviously because there's more skeptics than there are believers in my personal opinion what's like what would you tell a skeptic um 
and it's not to yeah, change it's not to change them and like have them do it it's just to like open their eyes that it's not one way mm-hmm. yeah I mean I think that the the science like what's coming out and all all of the incredible money and and resources that have been poured into <clears throat> psychedelic sciences over the past couple of years um and that continues to happen is is really really exciting and and my hope is that we start there and we start with the research and we see um where that research and what that science is showing us and of course i always believe in a combination of of spirit and science coming together yeah um and we can intuitively feel something and know something um and it's also really validating to to have science back that up um from from that from that more like you know scientific perspective yeah. and, and taking that approach to is this going to work on mass scales and everything um but you know i think maybe for for skeptics who haven't um who haven't experienced it so you know and I, i'll speak to like psychedelic mushrooms and medicinal mushrooms separately perhaps but um you know it's not we're not in the 70s anymore we're we're approaching this from a different perspective and with a lot more scientific rigor and so um you know just a couple of weeks ago there was a study that came out that was showing that psilocybin um could be four times uh, as uh four times more effective than leading ssris for antidepressants and so we're at this point in society where um like the western world is there are so many lifestyle illnesses and diseases and so our medical system doesn't it works and it is so strong in some ways and it doesn't work and it is and it is failing us in some ways and we need other options people don't want to become dependent on on the pharmaceutical industry and on all of the interactions that happen and 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 not only that it's like it doesn't work for everybody and there are so many different types of traumas and emotional th- things that just our our current system doesn't address and you know i could go on and on about why those why there are potential re- reasons for that but um i think that sometimes when you're when you're searching for something and you and and you're not satisfied with what what you're getting or you don't want to take an antidepressant or um or it's not working for you or you know you're hitting your head against like what doctors are telling you to do versus what's really working for you and not working for you um we come back to natural medicines or plant medicines as almost like um a last resort sometimes and um and the fact is is that it's really helping people heal and there's a lot of anecdotal evidence and scientists are really you know approaching that and helping us see beyond the anecdotal and see how we can apply this to mass groups of people to move past like you know the mental health crisis that we're in on so many different levels um so well that's a great example know, I, think, <laughs> I just want to let you know yeah. that was a great example because i think you know right now as we were talking about before i think depression and just overall i guess like generalized sadness is something everyone is struggling with so to hear that can you could instead of taking ssris you could 
you know, go for the medicinal mushroom Mm -hmm. is to a lot of people should sound really promising and really Mm -hmm. hopeful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I do want to just make a distinction too, between like medicinal mushrooms and psychedelic mushrooms, because oftentimes we get this question all the time. Um, people reaching out to us being like, are these psychedelic mushrooms? Like, am I going to get high from taking your mushrooms? And, um, we're not at a point like that is still illegal to, um, (laughs) like our products are, so the dip, yeah, there's a difference. Like there's psychoactive mushrooms that are going to have a, you know, a a psychoactive effect on the mind versus medicinal mushrooms, which are going to, um, work subtly to enhance our immunity, to act as adaptogens in the body, um, and to enhance our overall wellness and um and that's also supported by a long history and and tradition of use um from traditional chinese medicine and ancient ayurvedic practices to more modern research and science also proving the efficacy of of these medicinal mushrooms which are you know the ones that um that we're selling at rainbow um and so it's exciting to have both conversations though because of course like fungi and plants are incredibly healing i know that for sure (laughs) (laughs) so since 2017 when you started how big of a change have you seen in this scene um i mean it's been yeah it's been kind of crazy because i i mean like i'm yeah i i Yeah, I'm just trying to think. It's it's been pretty wild. I didn't expect it to unfold in this way. I have to say, um, and and so there's been a lot of activity. It's been really exciting, really, to see how much things are progressing and um, and how much research and time and effort is is being put into really like changing this aspect of legalization, decriminalization, um, all of the movements are making really incredible efforts to move us forward um, in making this more accessible um, to to people who need it. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's changed, it's changed a lot. It's also funny because it feels like you blink and, and like it's kind of gone and yet there's been so much work um, that has happened in that time period. So it's like this kind of, I think because also we're in these COVID times. So time itself is almost this like strange illusion of like, that feels like it was yesterday, but it also feels like it was 10 years ago. And like, (laughs) right. It's just like, wait, what? Um, time feels like it's, it's incredibly elusive in how it moves in both directions sometimes. But um, yeah, lots of change. There's like, you know, tons of, tons of activity. We're in this, you know, shroom boom, as they say. Um, <laughs> and I think it's, it's like, it's very, very exciting um, that a lot of people are excited about this. And yeah, my hope is that we just stay, um, that our intentions are pure and, and that, you know, the, the goal really is to advance our, communities and societies forward and to get people healthier with the highest quality and with uh, ethical marketing and with like, you know, high quality and, and great sourcing. Amazing. What has been the most rewarding part about starting Rainbow? 
Oh, gosh. Um, I love how honestly, guys, she's smiling right now as I said that. So it's obviously a really <laughs> good thing. <laughs> yeah, there's there are so there are so many rewarding aspects of it. But um, honestly, like I just helping people reading our reviews. I literally read every single review that comes in. Um, and hearing all the stories of how people's lives are really being impacted by our mushrooms. And when they tell us our stories, like just, I have, I have friends like all day long. I just, I have friends, um, sharing their accounts. Um, and so that to me is like, just, yeah, that's like, that's the piece that's just beyond. Um, and that's really, that was my, that is my goal. And, and there's so many other aspects. Like we, I have an amazing small team that's growing and it's so rewarding to have people uh, see the vision and want to be part of it and grow with us and um, work as a team to like move this effort forward. I love that. I think there's nothing better than building, even if it's just a community of like four people or a community of 500. Yeah. It, it's just really nice to have people who are on the same page and wavelength as you. Um, what's been totally. the hardest part of starting Rainbow? <laughs> On the flip also, side. <laughs> yeah, there have also been so many hard aspects. I mean, um, I think one of the hardest pieces of it is... God, yeah, other honestly have I mean starting a business in general like you have to be a little bit you have to be a little bit crazy and you have to be willing you know to put yourself out there you're putting yourself on a limb it's risky in so many ways um and uh and there's a lot of sacrifices like I am literally I do not stop and and I don't want to stop and I like the, there's like a, a burning passion that fuels me um and that is the greatest gift. But with that also comes the sacrifice of not being able to see your friends as much as you want to, um, and not being able to see your family um, as much as you want to. And also realizing that you're going to be coming up against people in business that um, that aren't like you. And um, yeah. <laughs> and that's like a bit of a tough realization sometimes. When um, I don't I don't want to say that I was completely naive to to aspects of it but at the same time um I'm I'm an idealist and I'm like really truly eternally optimistic um and not to a downfall where I don't see the realities of the hardships but that I just I believe we can rise to the occasions and um and like do better as a society and as people um and so you know there, there have been a lot of really hard instances in business where um people will try and make it harder for you. And, uh, and it's just like coming to the realization that, oh yeah, no, like there's going to be so many different types of people. Everybody is a teacher. Um, that is so hard to really come with when you're like feeling and you're in the anger and like, uh, um, feeling the feelings of it, but ultimately, oh my gosh, like trying to remain a spiritual being while being in, business. I was is, just going to um, say that being spiritual in business task. is hard. Yeah. It's a total task. And, uh, it comes with also like, gosh, just if you, it's, it's challenging, but it's almost this, like, no, I signed up for this. There is a way there is a lens. And, and so just like really being rooted in your values. Um, but 
but uh yeah I think that was great and what has been what's the best piece of advice because we we actually answered one of these questions without even meaning to but what's the best piece of advice that you've been given that's helped you shape your company and honestly your overall vibe because it's definitely a different kind of company to go into so there has to be like not not I, I wouldn't think it's specific specific why can't I say it <laughs> a specificness about it but I would assume that there has to be a certain level of you know advice or shapeliness that's helped you get through this business because it's not just like you know putting out hand sanitizer let's say you know mm -hmm. it's definitely yeah. a little bit different yeah so <clears throat> I think that you know okay first of all in business advice is so easy to come by everybody has a, a piece of advice for you yeah and so and so, um, the, what you, what we really need to do with that is like have the discernment and the ability to like steer our way through all of the advice and all of the people that are offering their insights, um, and, and like get all the insight. I, I would say like, just one of the best pieces of advice I've ever been given is to surround yourself by, by so many smart people I feel like you know, feel like you're the dumbest person in the room or however I would want to rephrase that. Just, just constantly be, be, be surrounded by people that you're learning from, that you're inspired by, that know more than you, that have done it before. And then, and then taking it a step further, you then, the individual needs the ability to discern and to have, um, have their roots strongly grounded in, in who they are and in what type of business they want to stand for and represent and have those values be their guiding principles. Um, so that when the, when the advice comes plentifully, you know, if you're looking for it and if you're actively seeking for it, um, that you have the ability, ability to discern and, and draw in like, okay, these are everybody's experiences and this is how I'm going to make it look for me. Um, and then, and then of course, like, I think the, the, aspects of our business that um i think make us different are are that everything everything i do is is approached with a lot of like honest and truthful intention like and a willingness to ask the questions of of why why are we doing it this way why are we saying it this way and a willingness to be wrong and to like take critical feedback and to ask for critical feedback and then um and uh, yeah, I think like the intention and trusting and in the intuition and the pieces of business that sometimes are like not always, not always talked about. Um, and sometimes they are, but I would say just like that, that intuition um, and and staying true to the vision is is it's it's a, it's a task, um, and it's going to be easy to waver when you're in various situations within business um, where you're kind of like, where something else seems really enchanting or, yeah, um, yeah it, happens all, it happens all the time really, um, where you have to come back to being like, right, you know, these are our values and, and this is why this is right for us. Absolutely, and I love that. I think that's always something, I think people always forget to like 
remember their core values because they're influenced by the people's values around them so it's just always a reminder to just like stay exactly who you are stick to what you believed in always because what you believed in is probably what's going to make it to the long haul most likely in my in my personal opinion when you have like a big dream about something so to end this which makes me sad to end this but what can we look forward to from rainbow Mm. oh gosh yeah I mean we are I'm really excited we have a couple new products that are launching that I've been working on for a very long time um so we have new products launching we have um we have like a an exciting project that that is launching um over summer solstice so excited to gather again honestly (laughs) we lead like we have really fun um forays every fall where we like get people into the forest and we're doing it's like it's for identification and education um so I'm excited to gather like I've never I mean it was in our first year of business COVID happened so we didn't get to have like you know a gathering a launch party totally Um, so I want to like you know I want to like literally like bring people together I want to be able to meet different communities in different places um and go foraging together and um you know meet beyond the walls of of like the online community so I'm really really excited for that (laughs) I couldn't agree more um yeah and beyond that I mean we have like we're just we're excited it's it's a growing business I'm really excited to uh, grow the team and I guess what that will look like will be more education and more fun collaborations and campaigns that really help to um, educate people and like get people more aware of how fungi are you know such an incredible kingdom and species and how much they have to offer us and you know this is off topic but I just have to mention it I wonder in school books like one day when they like do health class and talk about like drugs and whatnot I wonder how psilocybin <laughs> will be looked at it like later in our like children's when they're like 15 16 like I wonder if that's like not even going to be in the picture you know of like the things never to do yeah. it's just something to think about it's like because we do you know most people who are most people who care call it psilocybin you know what I mean they call it by its Mm -hmm. like actual scientific name so part of me wonders like in 20 years in like health class or drug whatever whatever we did in seventh grade if they'll even consider psilocybin in that you know what I mean I think it has to change and I I I would imagine that there are some great like reform like policy and education reform people that are helping to lead that change because yeah I mean in general sex education and and drug education like oh it, it really really needs to change it needs we to need change to have a different conversation about it and for the love of god like I, I really hope it's different than what I received in grade five or whatever grade five or, like, honestly I think, I think it started in grade four four five six like I hope that that conversation has changed um from what I've heard like it's very it hasn't really changed that much but um it's a great call to action for people that want to lead that change is that we actually really really do need better education for, for the school systems for sure about what yeah 
That's yeah. what I think too. That's what I've been like before when I like got a hold of you, got a hold of you. When I found out who you were, that's what <laughs> I was thinking about when I was writing out these questions. I was like, I really want, and it took me a while because, you know, sometimes you think about things long term and you're like, so I wonder how this will, like, how this whole movement will affect like later years of like, will this even be considered totally. something? I mean, listen, it's legalized now, but most people consider it a drug. It, technically is a drug but I wonder if they'll actually put like I guess make people aware of it you know what I mean Mm -hmm. in that sense so I think it's super interesting to see like where this science will go and like how it will be like interpreted in like 10 years Mm -hmm. yep you and me both I'm I'm so curious and uh hopeful for that change because even around cannabis I mean um in Canada yeah, I guess we're in a little bit of a different place than you than y'all in the states, but like in Canada, yeah, it's legal to have six plants, and oh, wow. it is decriminalized and legalized, and our government's selling it. Um, so yeah, it's it's due for it's due for an update in terms of how we're speaking to it. Um, Absolutely. To our children and younger generations. Well, Tanya, it was really lovely to talk to you. You really are just like so light and easy. And like, I could have had a therapy set, I could have easily had a therapy <laughs> session with you fully. Um, but you are just like such a like, you are the definition of like what rainbow entails, which is just like light, love, nourishing, all of those things. And I feel that even just through a screen from talking to you. And I'm really excited to see where psilocybin does go. And, you know, I hope in 10 years we can talk and hopefully we have children of our own and we're like, wow, so dope. They're not like, they're not, they're, they're not a trying to make this seem like poison to our children or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been really yeah. lovely chatting yes. with you. I'm really excited to see where the future of psilocybin is. And everyone really listened deeply because she gave information so deeply on the side. We had fun with this, but you went deep into science. And that's why I didn't ask certain questions because I was like, she already got into it. She's already in it. So really listen to this one. And I really hope everyone can come out of this feeling like they learned something, like truly learned something, not from a TV show, from a from a textbook, from whatnot, from like someone who's actually been studying it for over 10 years for themselves, for others. And again, I really appreciate you taking the time out to do this and just being a pure light. I really appreciate it. This was so much oh. fun. <laughs> I had so much fun. This is such a wonderful way to start the day. And I was just going to say, we should like you know, tentative save the date 10 years from now. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously we'll talk before then, but it's just like, you know, where is it going to be? Let's let's chat. Also like, where are we going to (laughs) be in 10 years? It's like not even about the psilocybin. It's like, will we still be locked in? Will we be out? Will we be on Mars? We don't know. That'd be dope. (laughs) That would be dope. Well, thank you for coming on, Tanya. You are lovely. And everyone, thank you so much for listening to The Vibe.